Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's hear who we have at the table, players and characters. Han, will you begin? Hello, I am Hannah, playing Winnie Hemlock, Guardian of the Shared Sky. Brennan? I'm Brennan. I am playing Brother Arcos Gerard, Priest of Furia. And Rob? I'm Rob, playing Magnus Vale, Master of Day and Night. And I am Amelia Song, your GM. And you all have woken up someone who seems a little perturbed by your presence, as you've heard them say, oh, fuck me, in response to you shaking them awake. Yeah, it's that sort of day. All right. Are you lot here? What's up? What's what's your story? You seem to recognize us, which would put us at a bit of a disadvantage, considering I don't think we know who you are. I have no fucking clue who you are. Oh, that's actually a first. (laughs) Am I supposed to know? Better that you didn't. Um, should we step outside? We don't want to be too cramped here in your sleeping quarters. No, it's fine. It's fine. We should. It'll be easier for me to focus if we're in here. So. Uh yeah. Speaking of, what is uh, here exactly? I mean, we know that we're you know in the Feywilds, that we're near the Court of the Dawn and all that. But uh, this encampment, bit of a trip. Right. Right. Okay. So. It's you're you're in the Court of the Dawn. Congratulations, you made it. You've wandered through hell to get here, I'm told. Yeah, Magnus is going to high-five Arcos. Just (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely received a high-five, yes. Bravo, good for you. Um, Yeah, so Court of the Dawn exists a little bit differently regards to space and time sort of doing its own thing. So you're kind of everywhere, nowhere, every time, no time. You've probably gathered by now you can't see anyone, but they're here living their lives. You can't see anything really living or there's some specific rules. I won't bother you with the details, but yeah, so you're in the campsite and I'm your guide. So tell me, what brings you here? Uh, You're our guide? Are you everyone's guide? Yes, Sometimes it's sort of a rotating thing, but it looks like I just got lucky today. Kosotha, by the way. 
And uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> From my otherworldly notes, I'm having to take on your name. Can you please tell me? K a r s o t h a. Got it. Carsotha, you said. Carsotha, yes. Perfect. Um, it looks like fate has smiled upon me to help you in what I can only assume is a noble quest or an evil quest, some kind of a quest. Yes. Uh, not evil. I'll say that. Yeah, no quest one ever against does. evil. Oh, great! Even better. We are definitively the good guys. Yes. Oh, definitively the good guys. Well, that that soothes my conscience. So I'm glad. What is it you're here for? So, we're kind of on a wild goose chase for some knowledge. Mm-hmm. We were uh, given a word to follow, and we were told that we might be able to find it here. Uh, Mausolea. Have you heard of it? No. Can I notice check that? Yeah. <laughs> Because the way you said it, with a sly grin, I don't believe him. Podcast listeners don't know there was a sly grin. Well, I'm saying there was a sly grin. (laughs) Anybody that's stuck with us, you know, for the long haul can hear the sly grins through the the mic. (laughs) Hold on, I'm pulling up my my stats. I'm still trying to figure out how my character knows this person. And I'll be entirely honest, I don't (laughs) see any way... (laughs) Um, I got a seven. I mean, you you clocked a little sly grin. Uh, all right. Uh, could you point us in the direction where we might be able to find some information like that of the sort? Of course. I am, after all, here to guide you to the answers you seek. Well, um, wait just a moment. There is another objective that we have here. Um, have you seen uh, two folks? One a female forest giant and one uh, young man, dark hair. They were um, sort of swept away in a blink of an eye while we were traveling through some shady woods on our way to get here. Can't say I have. You are the only... Outsiders I've seen in, well, it's really impossible to know how long, so. Okay. Um, I think that we're looking for the actual capital of the Court of the Dawn, where we can find the oldest uh, fae in this the, realm. The capital? I. <sighs> sure, sure, I'll take you, take you to the capital. <laughs> Well, um, like I said, we are at a bit of a disadvantage given that we don't know that much about the Court of the Dawn. Why is that proposition funny to you? (laughs) I suppose you have to wait and see. Most unhelpful tour guide you're making out to be. Oh, would you rather take your luck on your own? Everything's invisible to you, right? You're welcome to. No, we, say, we yeah, love to have your help. Don't don't mind him. He's a bit grumpy. Yeah, I can tell. 
Well, I think anybody might be a tad grumpy after the road you have to take to get here. By the way, is it the same path for everyone through the <coughs> woods and through the darkness and all that? Oh no, everyone takes their own path. Wild, wild. So we personally are just incredibly fucked up. Good to know. Okay. Well, uh, isn't... You take the path you need to get here. Most people don't make it all the way through. We don't have visitors by design. Ours felt a little bit, um... Empty, harrowing, existential. Personal, yes. Thank you, Winnie, yes. Yeah, it's personal for everyone. (laughs) To prove yourself to... To a fair. So... Say somebody didn't necessarily need to do that much to prove themselves. Is it possible that Old Fair would have been like, okay, on you go, you don't need to go through these parts and just sort of send them on ahead of us? Uh, Hard to say. I don't really think it's about proving yourself to the planet. I think it's about proving yourself to yourself. But, I mean, people don't just wander in here. You can't just be well-adjusted and decide to wander in. You need to need to be here. And if you need to be here, you need to have a good reason. You need to be the sort of person who can leave with what they take. So I think by that logic, you can assume that we really do need to be here. Oh, probably. Whose need, though, I wonder? Whose need? All right. Well, we can jabber on the way. Why don't you start us off in the direction? Right. You, you hungry? Want a snack? Now that you mention it, it would be nice to get something in the uh, old tummy. As you mentioned, as you say that, though, you actually do not feel any hunger. Uh, still sounds good regardless, <laughs> eh? Old habits die hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're not eating, you're not living, and that's a fact. That I'll let you guys take this one. Oh, I'll hang very back interesting on the thing to say. Um, um, speaking of which, I, mm-hmm. out of pure curiosity, perhaps Magnus is rubbing off on me. Do, do you eat if you exist outside of time? Is that something you do? Yes. Fascinating. Yes, I I eat shit too. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> Truly interesting. Thank you. Yes. Um, you see, they sort of reach out toward nothing and grab it and toss a roll your way, Magnus. Oh, neat trick. It's not a trick. You just can't see shit. <laughs> and why is that exactly? I don't know. I don't make the rules. Okay, well, this is actually quite fun. I see a whole new set of magical rules to play by. What, um, when you're doing that, when you're grabbing something, it's all—it's already there. You're not materializing it. Correct. Uh-huh. It's just in a different time than we are in. Yes and no. Because it's in both times. Sure. I don't, I don't really know. I just, I just take people where they need to go. Can I can I do some sort of check to try to replicate what uh what they did? Yeah. Um what check would that be? Uh I guess occult. 
Okay, I have a, I have a, this is actually an existential dice question. On a uh, yeah. percentile, on a D10 percentile dice, mm-hmm. is the zero 10 or is the zero, zero to 10%? Zero is 10. Okay, so that explodes. So that's 14. Okay, so that's going to be a 21. With a 21, you reach out trying to grab something and make it happen. And even with your knowledge of the occult, you just trying to will, like you can't magically will this place to work. Um, it is a bit beyond even Magnus's skill. It's a f- sort of fundamental law of operation. But you get the sense that Karsotha can see the world as it is happening and also the world, the shade of the world that you guys are inhabiting in. So Karsotha is able to like look and see an end table and grab a roll from it and toss it to you. And you can see that when Karsotha is interacting with things can then make them interactable by you, but otherwise you cannot directly engage with this world. Okay, but I puzzled out like how that works, basically. Yeah, you don't know what causes it, but you can kind of gather that much that Karsotha is kind of existing in both worlds. Whatever okay. that both worlds means. They're not literally different worlds. You still don't know exactly how that functions, but in some sense, Karsotha is able to interact and perceive things in your surroundings that you all are not able to. Magnus, um, while he's like experimenting with that, is going to reach into his pack for his spell book, um, but realize that he a while ago gave his spell book to Julian, who's not here. And so he hasn't had to write in his own spell book for a while, but he realizes that he just completely does not have this. Um, so he's going to ask, Corsotha, um, yeah, you think that you could maybe grab me a scrap of paper or a, a book that you see lying around? Why? So I can take notes in my diary. Absolutely not, but thank you for asking. Um... Is, is, are there just like any books or paper like lying around? You do not see anything. You still see an empty tent except for where Karsotha is. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess Magnus is just going to like fish in his bag for like a, like a scrap piece of paper and like write down his magical observations to put in his book later. Yeah. You can do so. Karsotha kind of looks at you a little impishly, I guess, a little quizzically as you're doing so. You have questions? No, none at all. <laughs> all right, then stop gawking. Where are we going? Easy there, tiger. You're the ones who need my help. Okay, well, can we speed this up? If you want to extort us for something, just let us know and we'll figure it out. No interest in extortion. Again, I am only here to guide you where you need to go. And you want answers on Mausolea and you want to be taken to the capital. Correct? 
and your words. Anything else on this list while we're while we're asking? I would still like to add find our companions onto that list if they're around here. I if we find them, we find them. I can't help you with that. I don't know who or where they are or where they might be. Is there any way you could tell us if they had wandered off and have not made it here that they are safe? I'd have no way of knowing. I, I mean, I can tell you this. that. It will make you feel better. Would you like me to tell you that? That They're would be lovely, yes. Thank you. They're safe and fine. Thank you. You're not so bad, my friend. All right. <laughs> Off we go. Please. Indeed. Follow me. And uh, they guide you out of the tent. And uh, make a few stops at, at some of the tents in the city. You see them stop to talk to people uh, well, seemingly to talk to people, you just see them having conversations with the air in a language you do not recognize. Um, and sort of like grabbing things like for a journey, not a whole lot, just kind of this tiny backpack, a few random items. They don't seem to make much sense, but you don't really know what's going on here. And then they lead you out of the town. And start walking uh, toward the sunrise, handing each of you what look like blindfolds until you, you take them and you realize there are these very narrow slits that are covered in a translucent black film. Probably want to put those on. What do they do? Uh, Karsotha kind of looks at you and then gestures toward the sun in the direction <laughs> you're about to walk. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Sunlight, eyes. <clears throat> when he yes, puts hers not, on. Not great. Um, we used to wear all... these when we would trek up north above Alvreon when the snow was really deep and the glare was bright. Yeah, it's the same general principle, though we don't really get snow here much. Ever really? Um, and were you, were you born here, or I'm just just wondering? Uh, yes, I was. Hmm. Arcos puts his on. <laughs> As you all put on your or begin putting on your uh, sunshades, essentially they're not really glasses; they're they're fabric. Um, you see, Carsotha's eyes which are a beautiful deep red iris with gold uh, around the pupil, almost like a solar eclipse. Um, uh, like a third eyelid, you know, like uh, lizards have, that's translucent black closes in front of it so that their entire eye looks black as you prepare to walk toward the sun. Um, their skin is a medium brown it's reddish and grayish uh their hair 
flows just beneath their shoulders in a slightly wavy, dark brown. Um, they have a medium build, probably not incredibly tall, um, looks fairly strong, has the large sort of exaggerated elven ears of many of the inhabitants of Olfair that you have uh, noticed. Um, and has uh, pretty soft features. I think a lot of, like, I think you guys have mostly been in the autumnal court, um, and a lot of them tend to have more angular features, but uh, Karsotha does, uh, like, it's very muscular, but also has, like, a kind of a nice layer of fat around everything, like a bodybuilder, you know? But not a bodybuilder, not, like, nearly that buff. Um wearing just sort of simple clothes these sort of like baggy kind of linen pants with uh, a small little over the shoulder satchel um, uh, a vest that's closed pretty loose hanging just no shirt underneath and uh, yeah just very like well-made clothes um, nothing particularly ostentatious, but everything is in good repair and kind of has a crooked, wide smile, um, with some teeth that are probably sharper than what you would expect on an elf or a human or of any sort. And now I'm pitch black eyes. Okay. So reading Andrade is just male reading elf. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's how I'm picturing it. TLDR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scary looking. But, okay. Um, oh, this so, is Craig, by the way. Our our compatriot. Right, the quiet one. Nice to meet you, Craig. Um, and as uh, he hands Craig one of the blindfolds as well. Yeah, we didn't really exchange our names, did we? I'm Magnus Vale. Magnus Vale. I'm Winnie. Arcos. You, you're not um, kind of gesturing toward or looking at Winnie. Are you associated Autumn Court? Yes? Yeah, I I have dwelled in Old Fair for a large part of my life, but I mostly stay in the seasonal courts. Right, understandable. You like it here. I do. It's like a second home to me. Where's your first home? Uh, Grace, Clara. Where? Uh, right outside of Rel, Aranox. Nice. You familiar? I've heard stories. Stories of everywhere. Hmm. Interesting. Good ones, I hope. Uh, good and bad. It's always a mix. Interesting. It's life. How long do you all think you can walk before you start getting bored? We've recently had to put that sort of principle to the test, <laughs> and I can say that it is about, um... How long were we even in there? Well, I guess there's your answer. An <laughs> undeterminate amount of time. Get a big, toothy smile from Carsofa. Good. Seems to be the theme of this place. Lots uh, of fucking say, walking. Sorry. 
In fact, I, I must say, indeterminate really does seem to be the, the theme. I, I agree with Magnus. In, in fact, I, I must say, perhaps, just just perhaps, is time measurable out here and we don't know how to do that? Or are you yes. also... Okay, just making sure. No, it's um, people who are not of the court of the dawn or have not spent a significant, significant time in the court. Uh, you, Winnie, you would understand. Uh, mortals who travel to Old Fair might have a difficult time understanding how things work and function, how to navigate, but you've been here long enough. You seem to have your bearings, at least in the general sense, not here specifically. Yeah, things are just kind of not as stable here as we expect it in Koira. It's a different kind of stability and here in the court of the dawn things are even more strange still do you enjoy your job leading around people who have little ability to understand their surroundings blind and timeless lost sure i like helping people i like the stories do you get jobs like us often no people don't wander through here it's not common like i said i'm not always the one guiding people but when called upon i answer let me know if this is a stupid question given the nature of time but how long has it been since a party such as ourselves has made the journey into your court a long long while You know, we've heard stories that the Court of the Dawn is uh, quite hostile and isolationist. Oh, we are. <laughs> I suppose my question is, are you hostile on principle, or is it just the nature of what one has to do to enter the Court? Depends on why you're trying to enter. Uh, Usually the land takes care of us. The land takes care of anything we need to take care of. I see a bit of a let-it-be-let-it-be let it be attitude. I've found that mortals tend to have a fundamentally different relationship with Kraith than we do fair with the anchors and the land. Some of you remember where you came from, but many, many have forgotten. And that's all right, I don't hold it against you. I suppose it's both a burden and the benefit of having an indeterminate lifespan, as you can remember all of your mistakes and your shortcomings and where you came from. Some things die with us when we die as well, but at least we don't have to live with all the burdens of every person that came before. That's heavy, man. <laughs> yeah, well, blame it on your fucking trees. They brought it out of me. <laughs> they don't bring out anything that isn't there to begin with. We are a little stressed after our friends disappearing, so forgive us. I don't mean to be heavy. I'm more so just trying to connect. Understand more. I understand that. Your patience is appreciated. Um, if I may, I've got one final stupid question. That wall of yours, is that like... Alive, or 
the wall is an extension of the land. So it's kind of alive, or... It is the same life that flows through everything. Gotcha. Thank you. That's um, appreciated and clear. Glad to clear it up. It's a force wall. It's it's from it's from last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's what Julian's doing when he's hopping dimensions. He he swings by the power and lights district. <laughs> <laughs> Has a drink with Rama. It's <laughs> <laughs> like God, this guy. <laughs> oh my God, Rama and the boys crossover episode with Julian and Magnus. <laughs> Oh my drop, god. Drop the wiz. I'm so sure. many things are going to end up destroyed. <laughs> He's like, I swear to God, why do you have a Western cowboy accent? You're, you're, you're <laughs> Rama's convinced they're Jedi, but <laughs> they can't explain the magic. I'm writing this fan fiction later, guys. <laughs> Rama and Julian. <laughs> Um, I think as we're continuing to walk, I think Winnie will kind of get up next to uh, Karsotha and just kind of be a little diplomatic as kind of a representative from the autumnal court. Um, so how familiar are you guys? Like, are you in contact at all with the seasonal courts or is it just kind of you do your thing, they do their thing? Oh, we very much do our own thing, but we we keep abreast of the goings on of the seasonal courts. I see. Is there bad blood, or is it just like on a need to know basis? Mm-hmm. I suppose that would depend who you ask. I see. Um. Well, on on behalf of the autumnal court, I would like to extend. Friendly familiarities. So received. And you may extend that to whoever you report to, if you report to anyone, or if you don't, just as a note. I report to the land. All right, then you may extend that to the land, then. And she (laughs) gestures wildly. (laughs) And she's kind of, at the same time, just kind of fumbling with her hair, maybe putting it in a ponytail just like as very much a signal of like her residence here in the uh old fair just i don't know fumbling around with it a little bit yeah and your hair right now is very uh interesting as you're in the court of the dawn um your hair and this is a very warm reddish orange hue place as you guys are walking directly toward the rising sun um your hair is this beautiful dusky purple these soft pinks dipping into cool cool navy never more has your hair been a symbol of the twilight of the twilight wilds than it has in this moment amazing she can't see it. I mean, like, unless she pulls it, like, in front of her face, but I don't think she yeah. often does that. Your mane looks amazing, Winnie. Like the very twilight itself. 
It feels great. I feel alive here. Can I offer you a hair tie? Not like I'm going to be needing it for a while. That would be perfect. Thank you. And she pulls it up in a high ponytail. Not a bad look. Scratches the really short stubble on the back of his head now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Arcos. So, have you all... You guys are just walking for a little while. It goes quiet for a moment. And uh, Karsotha pipes up. So have you all decided where it is we're going? You said to the capital. Well, we need to talk to somebody that would know anything about Mausolea, what it could be, what it could mean. We're just quite unfamiliar with the landscape here. So anywhere that might be helpful. We figured the capital would be a good idea because, well, our running theory is that the term is so old that the only people that would know about it in the present time are people that have lived through most of the past. And we've heard that the Court of the Dawn is the oldest and most esteemed court, so we figured, hey, we'll pop over to their capital and have a chat. We don't really have a capital in the sense that you all are thinking. While I can guide you, I can only take you to places that you tell me. We value privacy and secrecy. Where would we find the court's scholars or record keepers? They are spread and as numerous as the tribes and settlements that dot the barren landscape will barren to you. Yes, thank you for the reminder of our blindness. We appreciate it. Um, You're welcome. Okay, so we need to narrow our search. What about any scholars that would be particularly friendly towards outsiders? Maybe somebody that has studied Kraith in the past? Now, I know you have a long list of names of scholars and their effective <laughs> affinities towards outsiders that you have to cross-reference right now, so take yeah. all the time you need. I only ask for things that I know that you have prepared, like <laughs> complicated really lists that. of the academic structure <laughs> of the Court of the Dawn. Yeah, who is the superintendent of the Court <laughs> of the Dawn school system? Take I'd me like to, to send them a letter. your governor, please. <laughs> and the Secretary of State while you're at it. I've... I don't think I have written down, but I feel like I did tell you there was something specific in the Court of the Dawn that you were looking for. Um, let's see. Um, oh yeah, just the heart of Olfair. Where can we find that? Do you say that? Yeah, uh, not quite like that. I'm gonna say. Okay, but yeah. Well, you you asked about. Sorry, I was like looking through my notes just to make sure I, I didn't. Um, but you you mentioned scholars and the you know the scholars and it's like. So, wizard, (laughs) I think you are not quite understanding the way information is flown and shared throughout here. We don't... uh, We have scholars and those who study, but they don't do it in the way that you do. They don't set up institutions. They don't write down their histories in books. I could take you to 
a hundred different people, all who could share a hundred different stories, all with a fragment or a piece of the answer you're looking for. But unless you know what that answer is, you will not recognize it until you find it. There's a certain aspect of that proposition that really intrigues Magnus, like a part of his brain that is the inquisitive scholar puzzles over the idea of spending an infinite amount of time wandering around Ulfair, gathering the stories of thousands of different scholars that have lived through millennia and just and lives in that thought for a second and then comes back to reality and says, right, so that would be an impractical way of going about <laughs> this goal. I'm not interested in practicality, but you all seem like the folks who are. We did have another lead oh. of some place to go. We think that we need to learn more about the heart of Ulfair. At this, Karth Sotha stops. You need to learn more about the heart of Ulfair. Uh-huh. That would be... That is where you bid me take you? Yes. I mean, if it's no skin off your back. <laughs> or ours, for that matter. I am duty-bound to take you where you request of me. Only within reason. We don't want to be unreasonable here. No, of well, she not. speaks for herself on that one. I yeah, reason is is a very malleable term in this group of people. I I it's think you like, saw I don't that. want you to like you know if it's at the bottom of a volcano. I don't want you to throw yourself into the bottom of a volcano. But like, it would be helpful if we were pointed in a direction. And in fairness, I we've had will one be too fine. many. You need. Sorry. I will be fine. You need not worry about my safety in a volcano. It is yours you should consider. Okay. Um, I noticed that you got way more serious when we mentioned the heart of the Ulfair. I think that we maybe should uh, just discuss for a second what exactly it would mean to go there get a basic understanding of what we're talking about here. Yeah, again, we're very unfamiliar with the landscape here. Y'all are pretty secretive, so we're kind of flying blind a little bit. Right, right. Well, it is painful and dangerous if you are... Uh, what's the phrase you all like to use? Pure of heart, something like that. I imagine you would survive. I do not know if all of you will be able to get the secrets you are looking for, but I'm sure at least one of you can probably make the cut. It will require a sacrifice, and before you ask, no, I don't know what the sacrifice is. Magnus resheats the knife that he was just taking out. <laughs> yeah, anyone got a goat? Anyone got a spare goat around? <laughs> so, it requires a sacrifice to, what, get in the same room with the heart? You know, start this problem. Like, what are we talking about here in a metaphysical sense besides pain and sacrifice? Whatever it is you're looking for, it will not come free. 
Okay, this whole court's a choose-your-own-adventure game. Um, <laughs> Life is a choose-your-own-adventure game. True. Uh, I get the sense that there's not a fixed location for this. It's sort of... Get there if we need... To, if it deems us worthy of us going there. Yeah? <sighs> Something like that. Cool, cool, cool. Um... I suppose I don't Very really... big smile across Karsotha's face right now. I feel like you're being a little cheeky. Now, I, like, I'm only calling you out because I feel a little nervous about this right now. But, you know, I, we're on the same team here, I think. We're trying to do something good. Um, any information you have on anything that could be helpful and help us uh, take down a force that is trying to engulf our, our plane of existence right now would be really helpful. Um, they put uh, a hand on your shoulder, Winnie, and say, your goals are aligned with the will of the cosmos. That's great to hear. That's greatness. Thank you for that. Genuinely. Is that a... Is the plural your goals or like Winnie's goals? I mean, um, my goals or your goals are Magnus's goals. So. Excellent. We're trying to find my wife. And I was Karsotha, going to say that, yeah. Uh, I, I just didn't still, want Magnus to, you know. Uh, still looking at Winnie as the, you all are talking, says. Be careful. For what the universe desires, it's not always in our own individual best interests. Duly noted. She kind of pats his hand. <laughs> yeah. The gaze of gods and titans can be a death sentence. Well, we're a little used to that at this point. To be completely honest with you, so... I appreciate the warning, nonetheless. Nonetheless. All right. Craig, do you still want to come with us after that warning? <sighs> yeah, I don't. I am... Too wrapped up in all of this to leave now. Yeah, I think so too. Did you say something about a dead wife? <laughs> well, I mean, that's yeah, this... a problem for two of us right now. <laughs> well, Unconfirmed dead, but missing wife, yes. Mine's dead. Mine's gone. She's she's out of here. She's done. My condolences. Thank you. I appreciate it. You're in a silly, goofy mood right now. I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous, you see. But, I, you know, I think it might just be the energy of the land, and I kind of toss a glance at uh, Karsotha when I say that, and just the fact that we've been in Old Fair for a very long time, it's got me in a silly, goofy mood. 
I like it. It's a, I, it works. It, it's, it's appreciated after the few weeks that we've had. Yeah, I'm glad. But go on. You're, we're trying to find your wife too. Right. Um, Mortalia Vale. She, she's a wizard like me. She was, well, she went missing a few years ago, our time, and I have reason to believe that it was the result of some magical experiment or project that she was working on. I know that she came to Old Fair around the time that she went missing looking for some pretty specific magical ingredients. I wouldn't have been shocked if she had crossed these borders. She was far more exceptional than I was, and I made it here, so... Mortalia. Interesting. Well, to the heart. Is that a no? <laughs> I think we should go to the heart. Fine, then. To the heart. Karsotha smiles and walks and takes a step upward on what seems to be an invisible staircase. I follow immediately. I go after. As you all have begun, or as you all have been walking this whole time toward the horizon, your the landscape has not changed in any meaningful way. As you begin walking up these stairs, you notice you seem to be getting closer to the sun doesn't seem as far away as it looks. You feel the heat getting hotter and hotter. And you blink, you don't pay attention, you walk, you're there, you're near feeling the corona. And Karsotha says, mentioned it would hurt, right? You all remember that? Yeah, it's a bit uncomfy at the moment. It's about to get worse. Great. It's a good thing I have these thin black shades to protect me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you haven't been complaining till now, have you? I'm, I'm honestly having a bit of fun. Yeah, I can tell. He um <clears throat> likes fire. And this is just the biggest one I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Magnus, are you... Crying? No. The tears are being burnt away before they come out of my eye ducts. Evaporating. Oh, it doesn't count. As you all walk, uh, I would say that Craig has probably been taken up the rear. And uh, you notice their, like, their veins are almost glowing 
like there's lava running through them in the presence of this sun. Uh, Craig, your veins are, um, <clears throat> doing a thing. Yeah, they haven't done this in so long. This would be a pre-existing condition then? Yeah, it, um... Before or after you nicked the crown? <coughs> okay, cool. So it's not not in my tally of responsibility for your health conditions. Good. No, no, it's it's good. It's it reminds me of feels like home, you know. I can't say that I do, but I would love to hear you talk about it sometime. Well, let's go throw ourselves in the sun and then see what happens. Yeah, if I don't get a good story or two from you after throwing ourselves into a ball of fire, I don't know what's going to happen, so. <laughs> um, Craig kind of makes their way to the front and holds a hand out. And similar to that deep wall of darkness, it is just enveloped in a hot plasma and uh, he yells <laughs> oh shit and then pushes himself through it boy. and hope. you do not see Craig oh god um Korsotha how would you rate his form out of 10 going through that was that the correct approach yeah, honestly, I think he handled it better than most people. As some sort of fire kind of affinity probably helps. Cool. Good. All right, well, can't let him make me look bad. Um, Magnus is going to walk up. Um, I think in a moment of just, like, ridiculous practical clarity, he's going to take off his wizard's robe and give it to Karsotha. Um, hold this for me. I don't want it to get burned. <laughs> Carsopa chuckles a bit and takes it. Um, yeah, and then Magnus is going to try to be as fluid about it as possible and just, like, reach his hand out and, like, lean all the way forward through the wall of plasma. Yeah, um, let me... Oh, God, I'm pulling up this thing. So I figured out something interesting, but it's, like, not really relevant in the moment. Oh, amazing. Hit me. Um, Ascareth and Karsotha are anagrams of each other. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. Wait, no, that is totally relevant. I thought she seemed familiar. I Ascareth like, told us that her... Yeah, she has a guy. They're both guys. Us. Yeah, I just like I don't. I feel like the moments passed in the like in the story right now for me to have like for we're doing something really important right now, which I feel like takes takes precedence. Which <laughs> that's why I say it doesn't. It's not really relevant at the moment. But um, can you do me a favor and roll spirit? Me? Right, that's what you roll to see if you get end up shaken. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I believe, believe so. so. It's an 11. Okay. Um, go ahead. That's two raises. Go ahead and roll 2d6 and subtract two. 
It's gonna be two. Okay. Um, as you sort of just <laughs> barrel through uh, this as coolly as you can, um, you feel fire and the pressure of the molten plasma. And it is probably the most intense pain Magnus has felt, I think, it brings up that heat brings up some uncomfortable memories from your past but just as you've done every day since then you push through and find yourself on the other side largely unaffected does the like pain linger or is it like a brief like, it lingers uh, for a bit. Um, I don't know. Like, we'll see what like conversations happen, but it's still it. You still feel warm, and there's some pressure, but there isn't anything, any visible damage. And uh, you see Craig as you push through on this other side. Eyes are this golden, fiery white. Um, as their veins are a similar deep molten shining energy still just standing there facing you this white crown of jagged icy thorn seems to also be glowing and they look the least human they have appeared since you know them even their horns are like molten volcanic rock. Ugh. Magnus is going to like unclench all the like tension in his muscles after being burned everywhere simultaneously and is going to like straighten up and squint at Craig and sort of tilt his head and says, huh, it's a good thing you don't look like that all the time or else the entire continent would start believing in angels. <laughs> Craig just kind of I don't know, makes that noise I just made where he exhales a bit and uh, waits for the other two to come through the veil. Is all of this a good thing? Yeah, it's, um, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, Winnie or Arcos, who goes through next? Um, Carsotha is still on our side, right? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I think Winnie is going to have the realization that I that I had momentarily ago. Um, Carsotha, does the name Ascarath mean anything to you? No, should it? Maybe, but we'll see you again, right? If we go through here, I'll be right behind you. Just can't you have you wandering the dusk lens on your own, so. Right. All right. Full speed ahead. When he's going to just like. 
Yeah. Um, go ahead and roll spirit for me. Rolling spirit. What do I have in that D8? That is a 10. A 10. Okay, so roll 2d6 and subtract 2. 1. Wild. <laughs> Let's hope I don't incinerate on the spot. Winnie, as you... I said 2d6, right? Not 2d8. Yes. It doesn't matter. Yes. You rolled 1. Okay, cool. Yeah. As you begin to press through this plasma and you feel the heat, your first instinct is to scream. Um, and you do. It is hot. It is painful. And then it is warm. That pressure that I described, it almost feels like a weighted blanket. As you've been traveling, you have been going closer and closer into the heart of Old Fair. This area, whether it is the sun in general, whether it's something within its core, you feel it. And there is a part of that culture that is Winnie's, in a way, by birthright, by your elven heritage, but in a more real sense the active choice you have made to connect with the land and with that world and customs that you married into that you hope someday maybe you're able to find a way for Avi to exist within without sacrificing too much of that life that Envy lost. And as the guardian of the shared sky, as someone who has been losing your power continuously for reasons you don't quite understand, there's always been that lingering fear that you wouldn't be able to live up to your station and your responsibilities, that if you came clean to uh, Envy's family, that you would lose that connection. And you're probably not entirely wrong in that sense. But even deeper, you feel the way this land has wrapped around you and within you. The way even your hair harkens back to it and is a part of it. And you feel so wholly enveloped by a kind of love and a kind of life that simply does not exist in Crave. And for a brief moment, you understand that way that Karsotha was speaking about the connection to the land and serving the land and not a government, not a person or a hierarchy, but that every world is itself its own living things and it has its own desires you can't necessarily ever fully understand but there is a communication that happens between you and the land you inhabit and it is a kind of home and then it is warm again and then it's hot 
and you have found yourself on the other side. Holy fuck. <laughs> um, she's gonna look at Magnus and Craig. You good? We good? We're not dead? Nope. Not any deader than we were before. Perfect. <coughs> that was a lot. Yeah, you gotta close your mouth when you go through the plasma mm -hmm. wall. <clears throat> you don't want to get that in your mouth. Yeah. Craig yeah. kind of walks up to this side of the wall and pulls off a piece, somehow pulls off a piece of plasma and just puts it in their mouth, <laughs> staring at you, Magnus. Oh, is that a challenge then, hey? Okay, fine, yeah. Magnus is going to get up, see if I care. I'll eat a plasma jelly bean, whatever. And he, Magnus is going to try to grab off the wall and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll 2d6. Well, actually, no. First, roll spirit. I'll let you. I'll let you roll spirit first. Roll spirit. It's not just me, right? I can still include my d6 die. Yeah, it still includes your wild card. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's a twelve spirit. Okay, go ahead and roll two uh, d6 and okay. subtract three. Okay, that's gonna be a four. Okay. As you reach out to this and grab the plasma your hand catches on fire <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. it hurts like hell you have burned your two fingers what do you do now <laughs> don't oh. don't don't <laughs> Put it in your mouth. Don't do it. Magnus is canonically too smart to eat plasma. Yeah, I was hoping so. <laughs> Not too smart to touch the plasma wall. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, can I can I make a roll just for myself to see how ma well Magnus? Yeah, go this. for it. Okay, I um, it's, it's probably a spear, right? That's what we've been using to burn. Um, I'm just gonna see how well Magnus is able to hide the pain while he tries to throw this at Craig. Sure. Okay, it's no joke. That ten explodes. So <laughs> ten, three. Uh, okay, so that seventeen. So Magnus, stone faced, hand on fire flicks the piece of plasma towards Craig. Yeah, it. I mean, it hits Craig, who, as I mentioned, body is, like, made of this molten, <laughs> like, like, it doesn't hurt. It, Craig is not more on fire than they kind of were to begin with, but you are able to get that off and tend to your, your burning fingers. Are you done? Are you done trying to be the most man person in the room? Are you trying just, to, are you trying, are you done with the macho contest? I saw him eat fire and thought it was And you was said cool. monkey see, monkey do, huh? I am a monkey. <laughs> I see that. On that note, Arcos. Um, absolutely. I, <clears throat> I'm going to reach into my, uh, my little satchel and pull out a, um, uh, an old acorn. And... Just look at Carsotha and say, Listen, Winnie might have a point. 
I don't know if you have any connection here, but, um... Here, if you ever do find that other forest giant, just hand this to her. Or don't. I mean, your, your rules, but, um... I think it's safe to say I'm the least pure of heart of all of us here. And I'm a little worried about making it across. Just figured this would be the right thing to do. Um, Carsotha looks at you and kind of grabs the acorn. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you need a hand? A hand? Getting across? Yeah. I'll... I'll, I'll take it. Uh, ab- absolutely. I... Again. <laughs> my compatriots are... They're a lot better than me. I'll take whatever help I can get. No shame in needing help, as long as you take it when it's offered. Let's go. And, um, Karsotha wraps one of his arms around your shoulder and kind of pushes out, touching the plasma barrier, and you see the fire jumps from that all around him, and it's it's like he's entire, like a fire elemental. <laughs> wreath in flame does not hurt you and sets up a kind of barrier and kind of guides you across the threshold. Um, I'd like you to roll spirit. You got um, it. You can add an extra d6 to this roll. Oh, thank you. Five. I'm going to use a Benny on that one. Okay. Here. Can I use a Benny twice? <laughs> you would not believe how well I'm. I got a D12 and I've rolled a two. I, okay, one oh more. I would have to read. I don't. I'm not sure if you can. Hold <laughs> you on. Can't I don't know if I care <laughs> in this instance. Well, it's just for I got, future reference. Oh my god. My god just really wanted me to not roll very high on that one, so. Okay. Hey, if God says you have to burn in the sun, you have to burn in the sun. That's the deal. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty Not close. So that's a three, a five, and a three. Um, so nine, nine. I rolled a D twelve. No, three, a five, and a three. That's eleven. It's eleven. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, go ahead and roll two D six for me and subtract two. Five. The panel that I have in our Discord doesn't say anything about rolling two in a row. It just says you can't roll any on Snake Eyes. Yeah. I think you can just... I think if you're willing to burn the Benny, yeah. you can keep using them. Awesome. So, yeah. I got um, I got a five minus... Or so, seven minus two. Okay. Um, okay. As you walk through... The shield that uh, Karsotha is forming, it protects you from most of the burns. There's 
some metaphysical aspect. And I will say that the, your core inside you feels a little shaken. Not literally shaken. Right. But um, rules mechanically shaken. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a mixture of like feeling like the insides of you have burned and also that feeling of not being good or pure enough to walk through is it's not that it doesn't feel like there's an external punishment for that but maybe some of that shame is lingering for a bit Mm -hmm. and you all are on the other side where you see you just it doesn't you didn't necessarily enter at the center midpoint of this sun, um, but you feel that you are standing on a diameter, on a plane that bisects it. There are four walkways that extend, crossing at the center, and you see a deep red, like a ruby, shaped into the form of a tree and there is this fear around it as if like a clear sort of force field of sparkling energy moving and shifting around the central platform probably 10 feet radius in every direction that you can walk to the platform is wide enough for one person to walk comfortably toward. And Karsotha says, that's the heart. All right. Any last minute words of advice? You can each take one thing from here. I apologize, Magnus. I did not answer your question earlier. I know of the one you speak. Then you'll understand that I must ask you to speak more. Is that what you wish to take from here? Do you offer her or knowledge of her? Knowledge. There's something you're still not telling me. Correct. What would the price of such knowledge be? The knowledge of everything else you've learned while here in the Court of the Dawn. No memory. Meaning I wouldn't remember anything about the journey since we started, since we left the autumnal court? Nothing since you passed our wall. So somebody else would have to learn the knowledge of Mausolea for us then? If that is what you all choose, yes. 
friends. What can I say, but I need to know. I'll ask it about Mausolea. So, I can ask about her friends now. Should we start with that one? Um, wait, um... No, 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 no. Um, I'll ask about Mausolea. You two can ask whatever you want. Are you or- sh- What do you- Magnus, this is- This is important to you. It was important to her that I... I let go, I think. Well, look, um... You two... I don't think it's going to be as simple as... Making a choice of, you know... I don't think the options are going to be as clear as it sounds when we're talking about it, is all I'm saying. You two, I think, should ask your questions first. And depending on what sort of answers we get... I'll be the... The last one to ask, but as long as we leave here, having asked at least one right question, we'll be on the right path. It's selfish of me to have to delegate that. I think you should ask about her, Magnus. Don't lose the chance that I never got, Magnus. If you don't want to know, you don't have to know, but... You two ask first. I haven't made up my mind yet. All right, I'm going to step forward to wherever I need to step to. Yeah. You you walk out alone toward the center, cross through the sparkly threshold. The sparkles cling to your skin like glitter. And there is a tree... I would like to know about Mausolea. Anything I need to know to protect my people. To you, the shine on this ruby tree grows bright. And you see a young girl playing with little dolls, like a tiny little tree, and then some kind of not paying attention to you. Can I reach her? Yeah. She's like a few steps in front of you. Um, I'm going to very slowly, carefully sit down next to her. Hi there. Yeah. Hi. What's your name? Olfair. <laughs> That's a very lovely name. I'm Winnie. Rowan. Winnie. I remember you. I'm glad to hear that. What, uh, what are you playing with here? Dolls. Yeah? Are they going on an adventure? Yeah, um, they're gonna save the world. Can I look at the dolls? What do the dolls look like? Um, they're not really... Now that you have a closer look, 
It's almost like if someone kind of roughly carved out of like jade, you know, like so there's not like a fully clear face mm-hmm. or anything, yeah. but it's like you ever have those wooden train sets where they look kind of like pawns yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. It's like that kind of a situation. Yeah, gotcha. Well, that's very brave of them. Um, I want to save the world, too. Do you think you can help me with that? I don't know. And she shrugs. Um, have you heard the word mausolea? Yeah. A long time ago. Can you tell me about it? You got any stories about it? Um, I've got some stories. People used to live there. Um, and then someone got mad. And now it doesn't exist anymore. Do you know why it doesn't exist anymore? Um, it got broken. Got broken. And they pushed it into the sea. The person who got mad? Yeah. Okay, so it's still around, just underwater. Yeah, it's all broken up, though. The sea. I don't think that was supposed to happen. I don't think that was supposed to happen either. Because a lot of people forgot about it. And we're trying to fix that. Yeah, no one talks about it anymore. I think someone was trying to cover it up. You think that's the same person who got angry in the first place? Maybe. No one ever tells me anything. Well, if I knew more, I would tell you everything I know. But that was very helpful. I really appreciate your help. I hope you have fun with your dolls. Thank you. You know they like you. Who? The ones who did all that. They're trying to talk to you. You're not very good at listening either. It's okay. Me neither. The ones who broke Mausolea up into the sea, they're trying to talk to me? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll listen harder next time. I'll see if I can talk to them. Well, I, I appreciate your time, your help. Is there anything you need from me now? And she gives you a hug. I hug her very warmly. You know, a lot of people in your family have been gone for a really long time. And I'm happy you're back. I'm happy I'm back too. And she sits down, goes back to playing with her dolls. Yeah, I think I'll I'll stand and return back to the group. Yeah, as you stand there, you blink and you're back in front of that ruby tree. Okay. Um, do I have any sort of semblance of any sacrifice I've made in terms of memory or anything of the sort? Um, not at this moment. 
Um, I think I will just turn to the tree then. What is it you require of me? You get a feeling. Um, no, actually now you, you hear in the voice of that young girl playing with your dolls. You'll know when it happens. Okay. I will return to the group. That's not menacing or gonna hang over my head at all for the rest of this fucking campaign. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Winnie, uh, any advice? Um, not so much advice, but information. I think our hunches were maybe correct about Mausolea, but, um... Tell it to me now so that we know that at least one person will remember it. Right. Um, Mausolea used to be a continent. Still is a continent, but broken and underwater. And someone is responsible for that. And that same person wishes to speak with me and or us. But me and or us are having a hard time listening. That's great. That's actually a lot of good information. What was the price? I don't know. Magnus is gonna stare daggers at um Carsotha, just like <laughs> dog. Um At least like in my in my opinion, that's scarier than knowing what the price is. <laughs> like, that could be anything. Okay, Arcos, you're up. <clears throat> Alright. I'm going to uh, approach the tree. And stand tall and say, I want to know about our friends. A similar situation happens. A flash of red. You're in a space with this young girl kind of playing with these little dolls. Hey there, little one. Those, um, those are nice dolls. Thank you, I made them. Really? Out of, what did you make them out of? Hmm. Um, and she kind of looks around and, like, realizes that there's nothing around here. I don't know. Do you? I don't. Um, sometimes the best questions are the ones without answers. Um, I like that. <laughs> it's uh, not exactly a preference of mine as much as reality I live in. Say, can I sit down with you for a moment? Yeah. 
Excellent. I'm gonna sit down. I imagine I'm comically huge next to this little girl. <laughs> Say, <clears throat> you are. Um, I'm Arcos. What is your name? My name is Ulfair. Ah, uh, that is a beautiful name. Thank you. Do you know why your parents chose that name? Moving right along, um, listen, so those dolls of yours, um, they're your friends, right? They're people you play with and have fun. Yeah, I play with them. So, on the way here, a few of my friends that I like to spend time with have disappeared, um, Mm-hmm. And it would mean a lot to me if I knew where they are and how we can reconnect with them. Mm. Okay. Well, they're not in the same place. Your lady friend isn't allowed in here. It'll cause... Do you know what a paradox is? Um, yes. Yes, yes I do. Also, she's not my lady friend. <laughs> that uh, ship sailed. Well, off she's the a lady and she's your friend. <laughs> Are well, you not friends? No, well... Well, <laughs> well that's... Uh, <laughs> Are you enemies? No, um... But you know each other, so you're friends. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well... She was trying to cause a paradox, so I did not let her in. Uh, uh, <clears throat> um, what kind of par- paradox? How? She was trying to be in two places. You're not allowed to do that. Not at the same time. Which two places? Here and here. You can be in two places at different times. Do you know why she would want to to do that? I have no idea, but I didn't want it happening. What would have happened? Paradoxes are bad. What happens with paradoxes? I don't know. I respect this. Um. Huh. So... She's in one place now. She's in two places, two different times. That's allowed. Assuming that... Because, like, you're here now, but then earlier you were somewhere else, and that's okay. Okay. But you can't be in the same place at the same time twice. Right. That would make a paradox. That makes sense. It's, this sounds like the kind of uh, stuff that Magnus rambles about in his sleep. Um, I, I do have a, uh, another question if you have time. Um, You're only supposed to get one. E- but you can ask. 
I'm okay with breaking the rules sometimes. Uh, okay, good, good. So, asking, um, here. <clears throat> if this time were represented on a line... Mm-hmm. Wrong. Okay. I figured that would be about right. <laughs> Is my lady friend from originally my time? I don't know. Fair enough. Um, <clears throat> while we're at it, I, I, I'm assuming that's as far as we're going to get today about my lady friend. Um, my, my friend Magnus's assistant... He, he also disappeared. This is a third question. He... <sighs> you can ask. You're only supposed to get one, though. I, I mean no disrespect. I just really care about this person. And if you can tell me no more, then that is something I accept completely. I just would not be able to face my friends on the other side if I knew I didn't try. Do you wanted you... to ask about the weird kid? I am absolutely wanting to ask about the weird kid. If you what do you want to know? <laughs> what, what don't I want to know about the weird kid? Um, What is he up to in any um, imaginable sense of that phrase? What is he up to? Like, what's, what does he do? I don't know. He was just weird, so I didn't let him in. Okay. Um, follow up. How is he weird? I, I, there's a lot of weird things. What marks this one out particularly as weird? He, he travels weird, and I didn't want him coming back here, so I didn't let him in. How does he travel differently than I travel or you travel? Well, I don't travel. Oh. Uh, he... And you just walk. Does he travel differently than my lady friend? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It was just weird. That's fair enough. Sorry. Sorry. That's like two more questions. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't. You're I... only supposed to get one. That's fair enough. Fair enough. <clears throat> well, I'll let you get back to your dolls. Um, thank you for your patience. Um, is there anything I can do for you? Mm, I don't know. Well, um Oh I don't want you to remember anything. Um when you say remember anything, what what does that entail exactly? <laughs> and then you're back in the in the place. Do I remember that conversation? You do. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Um I'm going to walk back and say Well, <laughs> Do you want the weird news, the weirder news, the strange news, or the downright disturbing news? All of it would be good. Excellent. Um, 
Askarath is a time traveler who's capable of causing time paradoxes, which Ulfair wasn't a big fan of. Julian can also hop different realities, but definitively in a different way than Askarath. Absolutely no clarification on how it's different than Askarath. Additionally, I guess I'm going to forget a great deal of things. I don't know what I will forget or when I will forget. Arcos, please tell me you know what happened to them. You know, the problem was, I, uh... <clears throat> I swear I, to God, man, I will leave you in this sun if you don't tell me straight up right now where they are. She said, I don't know. Just elsewhere. In more than one place elsewhere. I asked where. She didn't know. Or at least she said she didn't know. Did she know anything about why they disappeared? You see, you, you, the problem I run into is you're only supposed to ask one question, and I'm starting to... <laughs> I believe me, man, it felt a bit foreboding that I was running up quite the tab over there, so I don't oh. know. I asked why Askarath would try and do that, and she said, I don't know. She knew nothing, or at least she said she knew nothing about the motivations of what they're doing. So, table talk. Uh, mm -hmm. Because if if that were all the whole of it, Magnus would be very upset. But one thing that I did catch is that she said that she didn't let them in. Um, Correct. Okay. So, <laughs> to do you a favor, Brennan, I'm going to assume <laughs> that that gets communicated so oh, I yeah. don't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I should, I'll mention that. So, <laughs> um, I was like, we are making some... Wild conjectures here <laughs> based on the word of a tiny girl soul of a planet. Um, but I will I'll communicate um, just the rest of it as well that um, that they that uh, she did not let them in um, ask for different reasons. Askarath because of the possible paradox and Julian because I quote he travels weird. <laughs> Okay, okay. So she doesn't know where they are, but she just didn't let them in. So, so they're probably just back in the seasonal courts. That would okay. be the implication. I do worry that they could get bored of waiting for us and do something else. But <laughs> Just go home. <laughs> as, uh, as far as I know, yes. At some point, they just... Weren't allowed it. Okay, well, I'll settle for unknown location outside of the Court of the Dawn. That's that's close enough to safety for me. I think the nugget of comfort is that they're not lost here. You said that she didn't want you to remember anything. Yeah, I, I asked for clarification on that as well and um, didn't get anything, so... Yes. Well, I, think, I think the letter of the law of what she said would imply that you would forget everything, as in everything that you just learned. And, Winnie, I think that would go the same for you, and... Well, she didn't tell me that. 
It seems I just like don't know what's going to happen. It seems like the price is um, the same for at least two of the three. It's going to be steep no matter what. Somebody has to remember the answers we got here today, or else none of us will be any the wiser. It's just me and Craig left. Do you have any burning questions you want to ask, Craig? I mean... I feel like I could think of a lot of things. Yeah, Magnus looks up and down at this, like, ice deity personified <laughs> in this Teenager? Yeah, in the Villa's Flaming Sun. Um, well, you know what? I'm sort of tired for today. I'll just sit back here and uh, wait for you guys to get back, get done with uh, all of this, and make our way home. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do, Magnus, but I... You have a question that needs answered, and I think this is the time to answer it. I don't know what to do. Okay, I mean, we can't throw away everything that we've learned. Somebody's got to remember, and look, um, Craig hasn't exactly told us the whole story, but I assume that he needs to ask some pretty important questions about the rest of his life. Not to speak for you, Craig. No, no, it's fine. Um, Carsotha pipes up and says... She won't take anything she's given you. Okay. Oh. It's not a trick here. Well, you could have said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's the heart of the planet. I thought it was like it's not trying to fuck you over. Just information costs things. It's about a cosmic balance. It'd be kind of fucked up if if you got the information and lost it immediately. You might uh, lose other things, but... Yeah, I suppose I was giving the, giving the heart too little credit then. Okay, well, hey, we all ask a question, we all deal with the consequences. All right. Um, this will be a moment. Um, Magnus is going to approach the tree. Yeah. Red flash of light. Little girl playing with dolls. <laughs> Magnus immediately so uncomfortable with small female child. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, hey, hello, hello. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your uh, your playtime uh, in the tree. Hi, I'm Magnus. Magnus Vale. Hi, I'm Olfair. Yes, yes, you are. Um, is it okay if I sit a minute? Yeah, and uh, she grabs one of the little doll figurines and hands it to you. Oh, this is very nice. Is this one of yours? Mm-hmm. They're all mine. And uh, what's this one's name? Oh, sorry. I have to be careful with questions. Uh... It's okay. Your friend asked way too many questions. <laughs> <sighs> 
I am really sorry if he bothered you. I don't know what he said, but, uh, you know, he, he means well. He means a great guy. Just It's okay. Portal's uh, like asking questions. Yeah. Yeah, we do. There's a lot that doesn't get explained to us very well. I've got, I have got one in particular I'd like your help with. My wife, Mortalia, has been missing for some time now. I have no idea where she left to or what happened to her, even if she's still alive. I haven't really been able to make heads or tails of what happened. Do you know anything about Mortalia? About where she went? I remember her. She's very nice. Yeah, she is. You're human. It's good to have confirmation. Yeah, but yes. And, uh... She kind of holds out her hand toward you, like kind of gesturing toward your arm. Uh, yeah, here. And uh, takes her finger, and there's just this little slit she makes on your arm. <laughs> when you get hurt, you try to fix it. And you wrap it up. Right? And yeah. all your stuff is coming out. Uh-huh. But the wrap doesn't fix it. It just holds the stuff together until it can heal. Natalia was looking to wrap it. And now you have to heal it. What is, what do you mean by it? What's the wound? Do you mean the, the briar, the brow? Corruption? No, that's... That's like when a wound gets infected. Getting rid of the infection doesn't get rid of the wound. Mortalia did that. Where are you right now? Just glancing around the room that is made of fire. Hell if I know, kid. Hell if I know. This is my heart. That's your heart. She says, poking into your chest. 
Yeah, I think that's where it is. Their hearts are missing, and they're cold and dying, and it makes the world sad. Their hearts are missing. That could apply to a lot of people and things that we've encountered recently. are smart sometimes and you like to play around with time and space and you're looking for answers I've heard the whispers. They're not from here, or anywhere around here, or anywhere you can go. At least, not while you're alive. Wherever they're coming from, Whatever place exists outside of our world and planes, that's where the answers are. And that's where Mortalia is too. cast a very powerful spell. I don't know. You like stories? Yeah, I do. You're trying to become one. set that in motion a long time ago before I knew what story I wanted to tell now I'm worried that I don't have enough time left to make mine a good one do you think do you think the stories from those other worlds Do you think they mirror our own? Yeah. Yeah, I think they do. It 
think you need to find one of those. Might have a happier ending. Or at least, answers. I'll tell you what, old fair. I'll do my best to find a good ending for my story. And when I do, I'd like you to tell it for me. Only if someone asks. Sure. Sure. All right. You take care now. Watch after those dolls. <laughs> and you're back. Oh, shit. I knew it was a big spell. It had to have been a big spell. Of course it was a big spell. A bandage, but not healing. Well, right then. I think our business here is done. Magnus is gonna rejoin the group. You do so. Craig and his stands walks out toward the tree. A few moments pass, a couple minutes maybe. He comes back to you. Hey. Okay. Okay, for everyone at home, uh, we're just going to say Alfalfa is canonically in this scene, too. Because my, my, uh, real life my real life cat has been meowing and... Uh, interacting close to my microphone and he's been very needy so so cute so magnus is cuddling with his cat waiting for craig (laughs) Um, did you get what you needed yeah yeah but not what you wanted uh it's not really doesn't really factor in my decision-making process. Yeah. Any knowledge you need us to hold on to? No. No, I think it's all right with you all. I like to keep this close to the chest. That's fun. And... Guys, head back. And cross through this plasma barrier. On the other side, you see beautiful, warm, grassy air of the open realm.
everyone. I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, Kind of crazy. Um, And what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, Kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, It'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time possibly. So um, yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale, and then... Um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, We're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute. But They'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, They'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's that's it, I think. That's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because, I don't know, it's it's almost over. Um, Yeah, thank you to Arcane Anthems for the the theme song, as always. and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.